Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. Well, welcome to Face to Face, and thanks for listening. Uh, my next guest is Tracy Deer, and, and, and she's here to talk about her new award-winning film, Beans. It's uh, in theaters right now, uh, soon to be on video on demand. It's winning awards uh, and doing a crazy uh, festival tour as well. And I just, I was so thrilled that Tracy had the time to uh, sit down and, and, and chat with me uh, about the film and about so many other things. This this film, Beans, is uh, is a part of Canadian history. But what's so interesting for me about this, uh, and many things are, but it's, it's it has a universal, uh, really a universal story to tell. And and Tracy talks about this idea of healing through storytelling. And so it's about the Oka crisis that occurred in Canada in the early '90s, and um, hmm. Everything that went sideways about it, and that is the understatement of the year. And uh, Tracy mixes uh, archival footage and, and, and narrative storytelling in a way that is just so it, it, it's so powerful. And uh, this is a, a compelling, uh, beautiful, compassionate film. I learned a ton. And uh, had a great time chatting with Tracy about so many things. Uh, Tracy talked about taking our, our our anger and and turning it into something that's positive and 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 proactive. She 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 wants to change the world through storytelling, and I I just so love that. We talked about you know bridges, uh, reconciliation, and how 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 they're so still under construction in in Canada and in so many places around the world. We talked about uh, transgenerational trauma. Uh, we talked about uh, a coming of age and and how how this story beans is is quite autobiographical for Tracy. And 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 I think the thing that um, uh, I think excites me the most about this film is that it's really about not just sitting down and watching, but more importantly, it's about listening. And, and Tracy and I talk about that as well. And I'm not going to say much more, but you definitely do want to see the film. And I really hope you take the time to listen to the interview now. Uh, again, what a, what a thrill to have Tracy on uh, Beans. It's in theaters. Uh, it's it's going to be on uh, a video on demand soon. So make sure you check it out. David Peck Live 
com for more information about my writing uh, and my speaking and and uh, also the podcasting uh, shows up there now I've brought all my websites under one umbrella a lot easier to get a hold of me and to sign up uh, for the newsletter please do that and if you've been listening for a while and even if you haven't and, and if you love this interview please leave us a review on iTunes we'd really appreciate that and uh, any kind of social mediation uh, goes a long way. Sign up for us on YouTube. Uh, give us a thumbs up there. That would be appreciated as well. But for the time being, don't touch the dial. Uh, coming up, Tracy Deer talking about her beautiful and compelling new film, Beans. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest here with us today. We have a filmmaker, a storyteller, director, producer. I mean, I'm not sure what else is on her CV, but Tracy Deer is here with us to talk about her uh, new, uh, very compelling and award-winning film, Beans. Tracy, thanks for joining us today on Face to Face. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here. So, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you wave the flag for Beans a little bit before we step in? So uh, it's it's coming soon to theaters near you, July twenty third across Canada. Uh, uh, so many awards, um, a festival run in the U.S. Can you talk a little bit about where things are at for you with the film and for our listeners? And then let's let's step right into into the story. Sure. Well, you did a really good summary there. Um, it's just been absolutely incredible. The film premiered last fall at TIFF. We were so sorry. Can I just take that answer again? Now you're going to have to do some editing. Oh, no, that's okay. We could, ju we could just start over, but uh, yeah, no, we can, you know what? We'll edit it. I can do that. Yeah. Uh, go. We could, we could, we could start over. I'm sorry. I'm, I'll be, no I will be able to answer. Um, I, it's like as soon as I take a pause and I can feel the seconds ticking away, I get really, I get nervous that I, oh God, oh. I'm taking too long to answer. Um, and then understand. it throws me off. Well, hey, but, just so you know, uh, just so you know, so you feel a bit, um, maybe a bit more comfy. I, I like the long answers and so do most of my listeners as far as I can tell. Okay. So don't worry about that. And okay. uh, that that's all good. So give me, give me one sec and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring us back in. Thank you. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. We have Tracy Deer to talk about a whole lot of things, I think, but uh, most uh, importantly to talk about her beautiful and compelling new film, Beans. Tracy, thanks for joining me today on Face to Face. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, real pleasure to have you on, and and uh, this is a part of Canadian history that that I think has a a story to tell for to to the world really about about so many things, and I, I've I've seen it referenced as a coming of age story and uh, an empathy bomb, and I can't wait to get into some of those things with you. Um, you know, you're a director, you're a filmmaker, you're writer, producer. I'm, I'm sure you've got a whole lot of other bullet points on your CV too, but I would love for you just to tell the audience. My my listeners about this run you've had with beans i mean so many awards yeah festival run in the u.s uh, released on, across canada july 23rd T tell us a little bit about how crazy this has all been in a in, i would imagine in a pretty am amazing way it has it has been amazing and i'll tell you what else is amazing empathy bomb that is the first time i've heard that phrase associated with my film and i love it oh that's um, awesome I really I really, I hope that it, it, that is the experience people get when they, when they watch it. I think it's, it's many things, but ultimately that is what I'm, I'm seeking to do is, is build bridges and build empathy. 
Um, yeah, no, it's been absolutely incredible. So the film premiered last fall at TIFF and uh, it was received so generously by critics. Um, we were honored with a number, a number of awards at TIFF. Um, we ended up playing at many festivals across the country. We won other awards at these festivals. Um, we won Audience Choice Awards, which really make me so, so happy. I mean, the, the audience, those are the people I'm trying to reach. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the critics. Yeah, of I course. love the festivals. I love them. Um, but really, you know, I, I want to change the world through storytelling. And so the way you do that is to get into the hearts and minds of, of everyday people who, who give you that hour and a half or that two hours to sit down and go on a journey with, with what you've created. So the audience choice awards have been amazing and they've really been rolling in. Um, just recently we won best picture at the Canadian screen awards, which is an incredible honor. I also won best first feature award there as well. We won um, a crystal bear at the Berlinale, which was just are you gonna incredible. have are you going to have a shelf big enough to keep all these awards on? I might have to extend it a little bit. Yep. I mean, over over the twenty years of my career so far, it's been wonderful to have been honored with awards for my other work, and it's it's actually. My dad, I so I have an office in in my home in the basement, and um, it's very bright and cheerful. I need I need all of that in order to create. But right in front of my desk is the ledge where the window is, and that's where he, all of these awards are lined up. And it's you know I can look up from my desk and I can look at them and just remember remember the journey for each film, each project, and. Um, you know, the, the, the recognition, it means a lot. It, it means a lot. And it, it helps me. It really does help me. I, when I was 12 years old, that's also when I lived through the Oka crisis, but I was 12 years old when I decided I wanted to be a filmmaker. And for the longest time, it really felt like an impossible dream. But I also come from a community where you don't, you don't, you don't tell us what to do. And you, we don't, we don't um, put up with no. I think right, that that is right. one thing that I've really taken from my community. So even, even being told uh, by society, by individuals that my dream was impossible, it was stupid, um, it made me even more determined to um, accomplish it. And so when I do see these awards, um, it reminds me of everything that I've accomplished and everything I've worked for. And and all those people, all those naysayers, um, that I've proven them wrong. Right. So I will make room. I will make room for it, for these other awards. And yeah, it's, no, it's it's just been absolutely it, incredible. It really is remarkable uh, for so many reasons. I would think, especially uh, now, you've got quite a history and uh, working in in media and so on. And and but but first time uh, narrative uh, full length feature to just knock it out of the park, as they say. Is it's just it's got to be a beautiful thing. You must be kind of uh, I don't know if you experience goosebumps a lot, but you must be just kind of marveling in, in that. And I hear you when you say the critics are wonderful, but you want to change the world through storytelling. I mean, that's that to me is a remarkable thing. You know, you you mentioned really quickly about this idea of building bridges. Bridge the bridge plays a pretty important role in in the film. There's a couple of scenes on the bridge that are just heart wrenching in. For, for me, for any viewer, I would imagine. 
and there's a moment where it just hit me and I said, what a, what a beautiful metaphor to be on the bridge. We're all kind of on that bridge with the, with beans and her mom and, and, and with these families. Do you think that's kind of where we are right now? Like, are we still building the bridge? I mean, you know, it feels to me like we've got a long way to go towards relationship and reconciliation. So that's a huge question, I know, but but I, I couldn't help uh, ignoring it when you mentioned it as well, this idea of building bridges. Yeah, I think that that bridge is under construction. I think that's there great. are there are those who are really at the front lines, really pushing for that construction to happen. And then there are those who might be standing on the ground watching this bridge go up and they haven't decided yet if they're going to uh, cross the bridge, if they're going to help build that bridge. And really the film, th- those are the people I, I I want the film to reach. And I, I want them to uh, want to get on that bridge after watching the film. How, how did you, how did you know at 12? How, how, how did you have that? Uh, I love that you talk so much about, about persistence and not taking no for an answer. I think that's incredible because it seems to me, I mean, I'm, I'm coming up on 600 interviews uh, over the past uh, nine or 10 years. And the one thing I can say about filmmakers, I can say many things. They're, they're a committed, passionate, persistent lot, you know, that it's, it's rolling up your sleeves and especially for first time filmmakers, but how pray tell did you know at 12 that this is where you wanted to go? You know, I just got hit with this thunderbolt. Um, it, it was the it was the age of the portable VCR, and <laughs> we couldn't afford it. It was too expensive. You yes, know, the fancy new tech. Yeah, it was too expensive to own. But we had a video store in the community, and we were able to rent a VCR. So my father on the weekends would rent a VCR, and he would rent a pile of movies and. There was movies for me and my sister um, exclusively. There was movies that we could all watch as a family. And then there was movies that him and my mom would watch later in the evening. And I just loved it. I loved being able to go other places. I loved being able to go on these journeys with characters. I learned so much about myself, so much so much mm-hmm. about who I want to be based on these stories that I watched. And it was also a really safe place for me to feel my feelings. So this was a, a wonderful experience for me. And, and I, I was so inspired by these stories that after every few movies, I would have a, another vision of what I wanted to be when I grew up. And this went on for a, a couple months where I, I would declare to my, my parents, like, no, this time, this is what I want to be because this movie that I watched. And then it just hit me that if I made movies, I would be able to experience all these stories I'd be able to put these stories out into the world um, and maybe inspire some little girl out there to follow her dream. And it just made so much sense. And it also sounded like the coolest possible job (laughs) anyone could possibly have. Um, And that's, that's when I knew. And I, I literally the next day started writing scripts. I started saving my allowance. It took about six months to rent the very big giant, um, video camcorders at the time, oh, also yes, from the video big. store. Yeah, they they weighed almost as much as me. I could only hold them up for about thirty seconds at a time, so every shot w- could only be about thirty seconds. But yeah, that that's when it started, and I've been looking through. I've been looking through a viewfinder at the world ever since. 
Yeah, it's it's remarkable. I, I love the I love the passion. I love the commitment. You start the film out. Uh, I believe the credit sequence. Help me out here. I think it's a newscast. I'm listening to in the background. Yes. You really. I love the way you 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 introduce archival footage, and it's really a. I don't know if you'd call it a character, but it's such an important part and piece of the film that to 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 sort of dance between documentary and narrative, and yet that was the news on at the time. Was that really a, a really conscious decision for you? I mean, I guess the question really is, how come you didn't make a documentary instead of a narrative film? Maybe maybe that's the question that kind of might help to answer a few of those others that are connected. Ooh, that's a good question. And that's a question I haven't gotten. Yes, no, it was, it's, it's, it was very deliberate to do a fiction film about this time as opposed to a documentary. And, and I come from a history of documentary. My first 10 years were in documentary. I love documentary. Um, but in order to tell a story from a child's point of view of that time, in a documentary, that would mean speaking to, speaking to people my age to reflect on that time. And I really, I wanted people to be with a child experience mm. the event through a child's eyes. And I didn't, I, I didn't think that that was possible to really get at it by adults reflecting back at what it was, what it was to be when they were a child. So, so not, not a, yeah, it's kind of like you wanted to sort of reach in, not, not appeal to them academically or intellectually, but maybe maybe a bit of both build a bridge between sort of the heart the head and the heart is is that a fair assessment absolutely and the other the other thing is i realized in docu when i was when i was really embedded in documentary that i was only reaching a certain audience you know there's a certain type of person who will go see a documentary who will seek out documentaries right. that makes sense and i want to reach more people um, and so that's when I started transitioning my career into fiction. And uh, yeah, here I am now with my with my first feature. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a remarkable thing. Do you do you um, do you ever have to sort of pinch yourself <laughs> to say all the how, time? How, how did I actually make it here? All the time. And in fact, this last year has been really, really quite surreal. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get emotional. The premiere at TIFF uh, in the fall, I was so nervous and I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure um, how the film would be received. Um, if it if it was successful in saying everything I wanted to say, I think it's very natural. Anyone who creates anything um, is really vulnerable. Yeah. But this, is, this hits so close to home and um, speaks to my own coming of age, which was as you can see in the film, very devastating. So I was nervous on so many levels. And, and, and then this ride began and it's been just absolutely incredible. And, you know, that little girl, that little girl back then, um, she felt, she felt so invisible and so worthless after mm -hmm. what she experienced at the Oka crisis. And now 31 years later to be here um, with a platform, with a voice, with power, feeling mm. empowered. Um, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. I love it with a platform and with a voice. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a t-shirt for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, there's a, Elie Wiesel, uh, said that, um, the opposite of, of, uh, 
love is not hate, it's indifference. Mm. And I couldn't help but go there throughout the film when I think about you know, uh, what, what was called and still is called the Indian act. I'm reading Bob Joseph's book. I mentioned before we hit record, you know, 21, where is it? 21 things you may not know about the Indian act. It's a book that every Canadian needs to read. I mean, it's just, it should be uh, required reading at a grade, I don't know, six or seven level, it seems to me, but the indifference of the golf balls, the girls were collecting, uh, in, in, in the burial ground, in the graveyard, I just, I just went, really? Are you kidding me? I mean, it, that it's really, it's proximity, obviously, it makes sense practically, but it's just the metaphor of that of, wow, it's really astounding how little we cared. Mm. It, are, you, are you hopeful? I mean, maybe this is a question for, for when we wrap up and we're not there yet, mm. but, but are you hopeful that we're getting beyond that? You know, you said some people are still looking at the bridge that's being built and so on. Are, are we in a better place today than we were a few years ago? Or do we still have so much work to do? We still, so, we still have so much work to do. And here's why. You know, the events that you're going to see take place in the movie. Yes, they're historical. They happened um, 31 years ago. But these types of events and this type of hatred, this type of indifference is still happening across the country. Um, towards Indigenous people, towards Indigenous communities. So it's a historical film that actually is still incredibly current. And it's, 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 it infuriates me that it's still so incredibly current. Mm. It makes me really sad. But I am hopeful. You know, in, in my 25 years of adult life, let's say, I have seen, I have seen growth. I, and and I am surrounded by incredible allies who 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 are helping me, who are uplifting me, and I see the action they are taking in their own in their own way, in their own world. And and I've also I've met so many people who want to do mm. something right. but don't know. You know, they're kind of paralyzed by right. by not knowing. And so I'm I'm in their life. They reach out. They say, "What can I do?" Or, or here, you know, the other thing is like, here's my idea. This is how I'll help. And the the answer to that is, you know, we're we're done with you know your ideas on how to help. It's time to listen. We can tell you how to help, and then go do. It's really it's really more now about listening, and I feel like a lot more listening is happening. I'm very hopeful that that bridge is going to continue to be constructed. I think there's a lot of people working very hard on constructing that bridge. Um, I have to be hopeful every single day because, because if I'm not the opposite of just looking at how much there is to do, um, it's too much. It's too heavy. So, so I do hang on to hope. I believe, I believe in people and uh, yeah, I really, uh, I, I, it needs to get better, but there's still so much work to do. So it's easy to point to victories, you know, and there's, there's articles that are written or there's a newscaster that will focus on some great thing that happened. Um, it's, it's, it's gotta be way bigger than an article, like than than a blip. This has to be societal change. And we're, we're certainly not there yet. 
Yeah, and I think it's I th- and I think this is what's so so uh, beautiful about you telling this story narratively as opposed to a documentary. Al- Alanisa Bomsuin, I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing her a couple of times as a result of being connected to TIFF and and just seeing you know she still is reduced to tears in conversation. She the passion, the commitment. How many movies has she made? Six, is it sixty? I think it's it's getting pretty darn close to that. So obviously, this is about rolling our sleeves up uh, uh, in a, in a significant way and, and sticking to it and, and not being overwhelmed. I've been working as my listeners will know in international development for years, Tracy. And, you know, how do you, I don't know, how do you end extreme poverty? Well, that's, uh, that's a pretty big question. Or how do you deal with water and sanitation issues? And so, well, you, you, you step in somewhere and I love what you said about listening. So often we don't take the time just to step back and and listen to what might be next, and and to step in and to read, um, you know, twenty one things you may not know about the Indian Act. You know, to mm-hmm. to read people like that to to start changing the narrative. So again, congratulations on the film, and 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 thanks for thanks for telling this story in such a such a beautiful and a compelling way. How how autobiographical really is the film? for you? I mean, what, what was going on in your mind at 12 years old? Clearly you became a filmmaker in that (laughs) one year. (laughs) I'd love to hear a little bit more about how that played into the film. Yeah. So, so her emotional through line, her coming of age journey and, and all the roller coaster of feelings that she goes through, that is, that is pulled directly from my own coming of age. Um, Some of the events that she she experiences, I experienced. So some of them are, are recreated directly from my memory, but I was not at all of the events that you see in the film. Um, all of the events did happen. These are all historical events that did happen. So there's no, there's no making up any of that ugliness that mm. all happened, but I wasn't at every single one, but I was affected by all of right. that. You right. know, I, you don't have to experience a race riot to feel the repercussions of a race riot. Um, and so, so emotionally, everything she goes through is, is exactly what my coming of age looked like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's remarkable. I mean, I think any great piece of art is, has got to be to some degree autobiographical, whether it's a poem or a, a, a painted piece or whatever the case might be. You know, Tracy, I, I watch it and, and I say, I find myself a little perplexed at how deep some of the hatred went during that crisis, how you were painted, uh, the people, people, first nations, people were painted as terrorists and, and, and they don't have the rights. And what about my rights? And, you know, all, and then, and then of course the, the, the scene that I'm, I'm sure you've talked a great deal about, uh, and spent that, that tracking shot scene of, of the stoning of the car. I mean, I, I don't want to believe that. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just go, come on, did it really get that bad? And mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's a whole other level, it seems to me, of, of, of just, oh, wow, this is an inconvenience, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the army is called in, and it's just the escalation of it all is just astounding. How do I, I don't know, crazy question. How do we get beyond that kind of, that kind of hatred? I'd love, love to know what you think about that. Oh, goodness, I wish I, I wish I knew the easy answer of how we can let that go. You know, mm, one of the things that, that, that I did want to show in the film is, is how it's, um, 
it's infectious, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a disease, you know, mm. so, so beans experiences it. She experiences hatred and it grows in her. It did. It, that is exactly what it happened. What happened to me. I was in that car with those, those rocks. And that was the moment that <laughs> I learned to hate and it was all consuming. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't have anyone, I didn't have a, a space to lash out. And so right. all that hatred lived inside me and it, it was self-destructive. Um, so I think those are the two, those are the two ways that this disease, this, this disease of hatred um, destroys our, our, our families. It destroys, it destroys people. It destroys society is you either hold on to it and it tears you apart and you become self-destructive or you, you lash out and spread it to the next person. Um, and so you, you see beans go on this journey of, you know, it's given to her. She doesn't know what to do with it. Um, and then, so she, I don't want to give too much away in case any of your listeners haven't seen the movie yet, but, but she then acts out in hatred and with violence. And then, and then the, you know, the question is her victim or her victim's family, then what do they do? How do they feel? And it just, keeps going. So I do think, you know, first and foremost, uh, we need to be strong enough to stop that cycle. So when it happens, we need to find our way to forgiveness, we need to find our way out of that anger and that rage and that and that desire for vengeance. I totally get it. I totally get it. I I, I still have such a hard time watching that scene and mm. I wrote it. I lived it. I wrote it. I shot it. I edited it. We had wow. to, you know, I've watched it a thousand times and it is still crystal clear in my memory. And it still guts me. It still brings me back to that helpless feeling. Um, and it's, it's still, it brings up, it brings up the anger, you know? Um, but what do I do with that anger? What do we do with our anger? How do we become proactive? How do we let, how do we use that anger to guide us for good instead of spreading it? That I think is, that is the number one thing we all need to get better at doing um, across the board. I love it. And we need to teach our children how to do that. And, And we need to pass it on. Yeah. We need to pass it on. Anger guiding us for good is great. That's that's got to be the title of a book. Somebody's going to write mm. uh, soon. Let's let's hope so. You know, I I I couldn't help but think about uh, trauma. Um, I've done a fair bit of work in in Cambodia over the years. This idea of trauma and PTSD, uh, even though it is a sort of a Western notion, there's no question that people are suffering from trauma related mental health issues and physiological issues and so on. You talked about hatred being a disease. Um, when you relive that scene, can, were you thinking at all about that 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 history of uh, hatred, I guess you could say, the passing on of it, the transgenerational like nature of it. Does that does that make sense? I mean, this is why it's so important. It seems to me for us to be moving towards relationship and community and reconciliation. Anyway, another huge question, Tracy. I'm sorry. Absolutely, that is it. That is exact. That is exactly. That's the underlying theme I feel of the entire movie. And mm. you see beans, and you see her family find their way through it. Right. 
again, don't want to give too much away. Yes, um, yeah. but but I'm all about I'm all about finding your way to the light through like getting getting out of the dark um, and finding your way to the light, even when you've been victimized. Um, there is a path. There is a path forward, and your trauma. I don't know that it'll ever it'll ever leave you, but it doesn't have to define you and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to guide your actions. And I think my whole life has been a journey to do exactly that. And I haven't always been successful, um, but I'm I'm working on it. I'm working very hard to heal and to not let that specific terrible summer pull me down. Um, if, if I let it pull me down, if I let it define who I am, then hatred wins and we can't let it win. Uh, have you found, and I think this is a bigger question just about, um, trauma and these types of issues in general, but did, did, I love sort of some of the reconciliation that seems to occur with some of the friends uh, in the film. I'm thinking of one in particular. I'm not even going to say her name because I don't want to give away too much. And again, by the way, this is a little shout out. July 23rd uh, in theaters across Canada. going to be released on uh, video on demand down the road as well. So look look for the film, uh, Beans. Um, yeah, the, the the reconciliation, the the commitment to that. Does it come in community? Does it have to happen around others? Do, do you know what I mean by that, Tracy? Um, you know, instead of uh, retreating to our rooms and and maybe to therapy, those are good things too to live in silence and 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 so on and to reflect. But do you think real healing comes through community through through a Q and A, for instance? Uh, you know, <laughs> after TIFF, you know, do you know what I mean? You know where I'm going with that? I just I I really am interested to know what you think. Yeah, well, I'm definitely no expert, but I can give you my thoughts on the on the yeah, on that sure. topic. I think I think it's 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 both. I think it, and it's I think it's equal importance. I think relationship with self is so important. Um, I've certainly lived in a space of of self hatred, and I it's hard to do anything from that state. And so, if relationship with self and love of self is not solid. Good mm. luck building a relationship with anyone else and and, and reconciling good. that relationship, right? So yeah, I think good. I think it needs to start with self, and then you can be successful as you head out to build with others. Do you do you think that uh, the ton of wisdom there? It seems to me. Do you, Tracy? Do you see a? Um, and maybe you've already thought of this, and you're working on it. But do you see beans? Uh, um, being shown in schools down the road. Um, so this, oh, I hope story, so. Yeah. It becomes, I hope becomes, so. I hope it yeah. becomes just mandatory viewing, <laughs> you know, maybe it's, maybe it's grade nine, grade 10. I mean, there's some okay. heavy themes in there. Sure. And of for course. the longest time, I didn't, I really didn't think of the film as a film for children. You know, I really thought of it as a film for adults, Sure. but the more and more, I've thought about it, but also young people are seeing the movie. The more I realized, you know, this is something I lived through at 12. These are themes and issues and circumstance that our children are living through. So 
it, it it's it's it very much speaks to the reality. So I I do hope that it it is shown in schools. What grade? I am not sure, but right, right. I do hope it becomes mandatory viewing. I'd love it if you know all of our politicians have to see it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I that's that is a big dream. Yeah, yeah. when's the when is the public polit- political showing in Rideau Hall going to be happening? I uh, I want to be I want to be there for that event. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love your thinking. Yeah, maybe maybe there is, and hopefully somebody's listening who can maybe help to make this uh, reality. But uh, the impact campaign that could go alongside yeah. of being to me. I mean, you know what? You've already created an impact campaign. I mean, the whole splash and ripple effect of of telling this story of 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 the way the conscious intentional decision of 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 adding real footage with a narrative story. I think it's really strong. It's super super compelling. I can't believe that we're going to have to wrap up here in a minute or two. And, and I always say it's the one, one of the, the, the negatives of doing a, a podcast that's rooted in conversation. They kind of never end, right? There's always, <laughs> there's always, especially the good ones, Tracy, there's always another question. Um, near the end of the film, you know, you, you, you talk, somebody in the film talks about no race, just the human race. There's this, what I call the montage of solidarity. That's sort of what I saw. And dialogue and honesty and transparency. I mean, I just, wow. For me, that, is that the way forward? Is, is that the way to build that bridge that some people are still standing under? That is, that is exactly what I was going for with that um, archival pillar. That is- <laughs> nice. That is the that is the road forward. Um, if anyone is is not sure, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's so so good. Well, you know what, Tracy? I maybe maybe that the the what did you call it? The pillar of uh, of solidarity is that what you just called it? The the archival sorry the archival pillar. That's yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, listen, what a what a pleasure talking today. I'm I'm a little annoyed that this isn't a 90 minute podcast, but uh, <laughs> perhaps perhaps someday next time we can we can do a, a part two. Look forward to to, to meeting you face to face. Maybe maybe at a film festival in the not so distant future. Oh it my would god, be, wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah, there's things are changing a little bit for TIFF this year. It looks like, and hopefully we're yeah. going to slowly get back to that. But what a, what a thrill and pleasure to to have you on the show today. We've been talking with Tracy Deer about her uh, beautiful and compelling and, and important new film that we hope is going to be shown to grade nines and tens uh, everywhere in the not. So distant future. Tracy, thanks so much for for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. So there you have it, my interview with Tracy Deer talking about her beautiful new film, Beans. We covered a lot of ground and as usual, uh, I felt like we just got out of the gate after, oh, probably close to 40 minutes uh, talking about the film, uh, but but so much more. I trust you enjoyed the interview. And if you did, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a thumbs up on, on YouTube. Subscribe uh, to the channel there. We'd appreciate that. You can also sign up for the newsletter, uh, davidpecklive.com. You'll see the podcasting tab or face-to-face live.ca will get you there as well. And uh, I just can't tell you how thrilled I was to have Tracy uh, on talking about uh, the film, but, but about, like I said, about all these issues, changing the world through storytelling and you know can can you change the world through a conversation i don't know i'll I'll let you decide that but but i sure believe in the power of relationships and building community and i think uh, 
conversations are a good uh, place to start. And, and it is about empathy and it is about listening. And, and I hope uh, that you enjoyed uh, listening in here today. DavidPeckLive.com for more information about the work I'm doing, face-to-facelive.ca for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode and thanks for listening. 